0: Hello Hello.
1: (laughs) and welcome to Spill the Milk. I am Morgan. And I'm Hannah.
0: And this week we are doing Chernobyl, so thank you for tuning in. Um, This is a Hannah episode, so I'm going to turn it over to her. I don't really have any updates, I don't think. Um, (laughs) like, are we doing anything in life? I do have tomorrow off. Um, I'm going to spend my day cleaning my apartment because it looks like a fucking hurricane went through my apartment. You know, you've seen it before. It's like 10 times worse than what you've seen. Worse? Yeah. It's bad. Oof. Bad, bad. So I'm going to spend most of my day cleaning my apartment. So If you
1: don't have Manifest playing in the background, I'm going to be mad at you. I have to pay
0: attention. You know that. So I can't play that. So I'll probably play um, Family Guy.
1: <laughs> oh, Morgan. I, Have you watched any of them? No, not since we... I need you here, right? It's like, I'm almost done with season three. You're my
0: support system for that show. <laughs> but seriously, I'm going to focus on that hardcore tomorrow, and maybe I'll get it done. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how I wake up tomorrow. <laughs>
1: oh, Lord. Morgan wakes up at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, and
0: I'm going to be <laughs> like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> No, my bitch ass still wakes up at 7, even on the weekends, because, um, boppity, bellaboo, hail bop. Um, oh, my lord. Yeah, I have nugget, Ooh. whatever else you want to call her, boomba
1: Okay, bring <laughs> um, it in now. Yep. Yeah.
0: She wakes me up, like, I could be dead asleep, and I'll just hear, like, <laughs> I'm like, Hello? <laughs>
1: Oh, I would that's a no from me.
0: Yeah, and that means I have to go piss, so I I get up still and then once you get in the cold, you're done. You for. might as
1: well just stay awake then.
0: Yeah, you're done for. So anyways, that's all I have going on. Hmm. I don't know if you One. have anything. Otherwise, I would love to hear about Chernobyl.
1: Um, only update is that manifest keeps getting better and better.
0: I believe that. I do. I love that show. I I also struggle to see how that plot can have three seasons, but I'm gonna believe you.
1: <sighs> Is they whole bunch of people signed a petition because Hulu. No, was you cannot.
0: Cancel. Oh, I was like, don't no, tell everybody. No, I'm not
1: talking about the show. Um, Hulu was gonna take it down and not continue with the fourth season. And then whole bunch of people signed a petition and Netflix bought it from them. Oh, uh, go figure. To continue it which I'm so excited for
0: that. They do that shit often.
1: Uh so excited. We're good.
0: I'm glad that made your day. Oh,
1: I knew that for a while, but anyways, that, that, was just my, that was just my little update there. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with Chernobyl. First of all, if I sound like a moron, I'm sorry. I tried really hard, but I feel like I am a sciencey math type person. And I felt stupid
0: researching this. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a lot that goes into, like, bomb making. (laughs) It's not a bomb. Okay, whatever. Not bomb making, but, you know, like, um, nuclear. It was like an explosion, so, you know. But, like, nuclear science. Energy. Yeah, there's a lot behind that that I think our brains put together might not even be able to comprehend. Maybe. I don't know.
1: But I mean, I, can, I, I get it. I don't get the sciencey stuff. Yeah.
0: I I could understand that.
1: And I feel like I'm a science math type person. Like, that's stuff I understand.
0: Not me. Math, I'm okay at. Science, fuck that. <laughs> that's well, nice. I'm just going
1: to continue. If I sound like a moron, don't judge.
0: And you'll be fine.
1: Okay. So... A little bit about the background. Most of this came from worldnuclear.org, which is, like, a very – I don't want to say it.
0: Reputable? Yes. Okay. That's like, that's a good word. Hello. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, we're starting off in northern Ukraine. Um and one of the quotes from this website says about three kilometers away from the reactor in the new city of Pripyat, there are about 49,000 inhabitants. The old town of Chernobyl, which had a population of 12,500, is about 15 kilometers um, to the southeast of the complex, and within a 30- kilometer radius of the power plant the total population was between 115,000 and 135,000 at the time of the accident okay so that's a lot of people
0: that is a shit ton of people I was thinking that too
1: and honestly one of the other um websites I was looking at said um 150,000 people in the like immediate vicinity so it could be even more than that also Uh. keep in mind that all of the data we have on this is from the Soviet Union.
0: True. So, True. It's like, what do they want you to know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of, that is the biggest thing that I want to push in this because I don't buy a lot of what there's, a lot of the information that I read. I'm like, this completely counteracts all the stuff that they said in this section here. So it's oh, like, no, <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So I'll get into that a little bit later, but just keep that in mind throughout this. Um, also keep in mind, this is during the cold war. So that was oh, 1947 yeah. to 1989. So that kind of stirred things up a little bit too.
0: Right. Like how much do they want to let us know that they fucked yeah. up, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: Um, And then in addition to that, um, the Soviet Union is in place here. It is not – it is Ukraine, but a lot of Ukraine citizens see themselves as Ukraine, not the Soviets, or not the Soviet Union, and it kind of goes back and forth. So it's very – like politically driven at this time too like a lot of what's happening here is politics and economics not necessarily like the health and safety of people that would be affected by this so everything's kind of hush hush (laughs) everything what's new (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) and a lot of this I was kind of like reading and I was like could be a kind of could kind be of, modern day, maybe yeah, not. It could know. be kind of like what <laughs> we're going through right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna God. be a
1: little sassy later on, but
0: oh, of course you will.
1: <laughs> so a super basic explanation of how the n- nuclear energy is created, which <laughs> I had one of my friends who um went to school for like nuclear um engineering. I had him look at this. I have two bullet points on this, and I didn't want to sound like a moron in those two bullet points. So this is the very brief explanation that I have. The nuclear reactors create heat that um, creates steam, which then creates massive amounts of clean energy. And then the reaction creating the heat comes from splitting the atoms, which is called fission. And this is the part that can be somewhat dangerous if it's not contained or cooled because it needs to fuse with another atom.
0: Oh, I feel like I remember that in chemistry for some weird reason. Um, (laughs) Not that I did well in chemistry, but that makes sense to me.
1: So that was my very basic explanation. I'm actually proud of myself because... I wrote that without copying something off of a website, <laughs> so I wrote that by myself.
0: <laughs> I'm proud of you,
1: <laughs> but um that's like my very basic that's like the farthest into the science I'm gonna go yeah um but basically, it's like these rods of the nuclear substance are being heated in this giant reactor and there was four reactors in this power plant two of them were functioning for quite a while then they added third and fourth and then they've been working for a while so um the fourth one is the one that actually causes the explosion but um it's they're heated in like giant things of water and then the water is the thing that creates the energy technically because it's creating all that steam. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's, like, coolant, um, like, pools of coolant underneath the reactors.
0: So, like, it doesn't get too hot, I'm
1: guessing? Yeah. So there's, like, concrete and everything underneath everything. And then below that, there's, like, a space and then there's all the coolant. And then that's, like, pumped through the reactor to cool it and all, all that kind of stuff
0: okay makes sense
1: i'm not gonna lie i told you this the other day when i started watching that um i watched this youtube video i took nothing out of it because <laughs> it was all science uh, like four minutes in they started talking about like the most specific equations i've seen in a long time <laughs> and then I had the best forty-five minute nap of my life. You're like
0: <laughs> one plus one equals two. I get
1: that. And then they're like, I, "I'm like, not. I'm not kidding." The sketches that they were drawing, and then the equations they were writing out. I was like, "Okay, I'm just. I'm just gonna <laughs> listen."
0: Didn't go to school for this, nor care about it.
1: <laughs> I'm not writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you
0: did. You did good briefly, just dis- describing.
1: Okay, now we're gonna talk about um pretty much mostly everything that happens after that. Um I'm gonna talk like a little bit about other stuff, but I'm gonna move away from the sciencey piece. Uh-huh. Um another quote that I had here said that the Chernobyl accident in 1986 was the result of a flawed reactor design that was operated with inadequately trained personnel. Um So, that is kind of, what?
0: Imagine being the guy who, like, designed it.
1: (laughs) Well, I guess, no, I guess the version of this um, reactor is not the same type of reactor Uh, that we use in the U.S. It's kind of weird, and it's not super common from what I was reading about. Even
0: so, like, imagine being that guy.
1: (laughs) Like, yeah, well they very strongly believed in this, but I think that's just because they were stubborn and Yeah. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. It's
0: not our faults, it's the science faults is what I'm hearing.
1: Um, probably more like it's the Soviets' fault.
0: <laughs> well, I mean like I was pretending <laughs> to be the Soviets.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um so I'll get into like the minute by minute thing, but um, as a result of the accident, one person was killed immediately, and then a second person died in the hospital um, soon after um, as a shit. result of injuries. Um, that second person, um, the report, like the death report, says that he died from a coronary thrombosis. Hmm. I'm not quite sure what that is, but yeah. that was the specific. And then the Acute radiation syndrome, which is called ARS, was originally diagnosed in 237 people on site um, and involved with the cleanup. And it was later confirmed in 134 cases. So of those cases, 28 people died as a result of this acute radiation syndrome within a few weeks of the accident. And then 19 more workers uh, died between 1987 and 2004. But technically, their deaths cannot necessarily be. No, please. I know where you're going. Directly <laughs> to that. So, I knew where you
0: were going. So I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Please.
1: So technically, it yeah, it ends up being the death count ends up being like right around 40, which I'm calling bullshit. Oh, I'm going to be super fine about that. I call bullshit on the the forty people, and especially, I'll just say it right now. They say that they bring in six hundred thousand people to clean this up in like okay. the months, like the couple months following the accident. Correct me if I'm wrong. Bull you, shit. Bull bullshit. Bullshit. Correct me if
0: I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, are you even allowed to go to Chernobyl today?
1: Uh. Y- y- Yes and yes no, and right? Yes and no. Yes. Yeah. I'll it's get like into that at to, the okay. end. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's like certain, there's different levels.
0: Okay. But I, I think I've seen some YouTube videos on this, so that's why I'm like, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Those people shouldn't have been there cleaning. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. <laughs> you, so, you just keep going. <laughs> I feel like I just keep saying, we'll get I, there. We'll I know, and I'm there. like, I already know. <laughs> so... Acute radiation or acute, I, I typed that wrong. Acute radiation syndrome um, symptoms are typically like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, fevers. <coughs> All sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. And, Whoa. and burns. <laughs> Sorry, that was my little sassy bit. I had to throw in there, there. Was there was, but I don't have any
0: burns, and I had COVID, so I'm just gonna be straight out there with
1: it. Well, your skin probably didn't bubble either, which is what the burns look like.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be gross.
1: But um, fuck the stupid COVID. Moving. Yeah, I'm,
0: on. I'm over it. Anyways, yep. Going
1: on. That was my little <laughs> sassy bit there. Sounds pretty Miller, Yep. We don't anything. All right, Hannah. <laughs> um, And then also from this podcast I listened to today, I will post it in the sources that I post in the little note thing. They said that about 450 REM per hour is supposed to be uh, 50% lethal within 30 days. And then they pretty much said the other 50% will more than likely die shortly after 30 days. But that's the measurement they use is 50-30. And they say that, okay, so that's 450 REMS per mm-hmm. hour. The average American receives like 300 millirem, So teeny, teeny, tiny, like a 1,000 millirem in one REM. So okay. the average American receives 300 millirem per year. Of radiation wow. from like random stuff. So, I wouldn't have
0: guessed that. For whatever reason, that I feel like it's more. Teeny,
1: teeny <laughs> amounts, so like I'll trust that. that. <laughs> microwaves, um, airplanes, oh. x-rays, bananas. They talked Banana. about bananas a lot. <laughs> Apparently, Ugh. there's some radiation <laughs> in there.
0: Okay, I don't really I like bananas, but I never eat them, so I
1: love bananas. Um <laughs> <laughs> My friend Abby hates them. Like, she'll probably, if she listens to this, I don't know if she will, uh, she'll probably gig just from hearing the word banana.
0: Yeah, they got a weird texture, so I can get that.
1: Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> okay, so uh, another thing to note with this, it's not a nuclear explosion. This is a steam explosion. Oh. So to kind of create the difference, kind of like what you were saying at the beginning, this yeah. isn't like a bomb this is a steam explosion. If this was a nuclear explosion, it would have literally been like an atomic bomb.
0: I feel so, like a lot of people... Very different. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people think it's a nuclear bomb.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's know, not I even think. the same type of material like... I have this later on too. I'll just say it now. Um, the type of... I think it's uranium. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I think it's uranium. Um, in bombs is way more refined than it is in these reactors and the rods that are used in these reactors so it's it's a totally different material
0: okay okay makes
1: sense and then this is apparently the only accident in history knock commercial on wood, please for love of god <laughs> commercial nuclear power that um had radiation related fatalities well other than the bomb that was commercial use yeah so um so the design of the reactor is unique kind of like i was saying before in the respect that the um, like this had little relevance to the rest of the nuclear industry outside of the like eastern bloc so like eastern europe mm-hmm. because it's pretty much unique to eastern europe so this is the RBMK 1000 if anyone Ooh. knows what that is at all but that's the that's the design of the nuclear reactors it sounds um, like
0: fake for whatever reason
1: <laughs> like I something just said I, it, I would I just, name I just said it like that because I knew I'd say it wrong if I said it any other way.
0: I was like, that's something I would name like my toaster. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Okay, so this led to major changes in the safety culture and in the industry cooperation. Um, So particularly between um, the East and West before the end of the Soviet Union, so that happened and then also the former president Gorbachev Gorbachev. Yep. Oh. sure. <laughs> said like, that the, <laughs> Morgan's jumping in there. I'm said that the Chernobyl accident was more was a more important factor in the fall of the Soviet Union than perestroika which yep, was no. his program of liberal reform. So mm. this accident caused the fallout of the Soviet Union more so than the actual politics of the state.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And he said that himself. Um, so now I'm going to talk about this documentary that I watched. I believe it was on Amazon Prime. I had to rent it. I probably spent $10 worth of documentaries. <laughs> Researching this, and I don't know God that it bless was worth you. it. <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so this is called Chernobyl Hour by Hour. I actually found this one super interesting and educational. Um, so this one talks a lot about the political atmosphere at the time. So the space race is going on, Cold War. This is post World War Two with the nuclear air quotes, advancements that happened with that, Um, USSR versus Ukraine, so it's like not technically, but this is like what I said before, where it's kind of the mentality that the Ukraine people refuse to believe, the mentality that they were Soviets, and like that kind of thing, so that was kind of the intro to that documentary, so that kind of set the stage for a lot of this, and kind of why it's got mucked up after it happened because it kind of seems like a lot of cover-up, but uh-huh. now we're going to get into how it happened, the hour-by-hour. Hour. So about 1 a.m. on April 25th of 1986, uh, they were prepping for a safety test at Reactor 4, ironic, and I did not know that piece, said this is all In preparation for a safety test
0: (laughs) so damn the safety guy got totally fired for this you know
1: (laughs) if he didn't die i'm sorry
0: i'm laughing and i shouldn't be i'm just it's like it's so ironic it's like safety guys like all right guys today's the day we're gonna test it and
1: i don't think there was a safety guy at this place
0: (laughs) yeah probably
1: probably not um The podcast I was listening to today, which was actually super educational. I found it super educational. Um, This guy and his dad both worked in a power plant in the U.S., like a nuclear power plant in the U.S. So we're kind of talking about that. And then the son also was in the Air Force. So he was kind of talking about his um, experience with like their tests for like, um, bombs on like fighter jets and stuff like that. And like the testing they'd have to do with those. So mm-hmm. I found that super interesting, but mm-hmm. anyways. um, So in preparation for the safety test, they started, the operators started to power down the reactor and they were testing to see if the plant could produce enough energy in the case of a power outage. So that was what this whole thing was for. So 13 hours later, operators disable the emergency core cooling system. Uh they're trying to limit its interference with the safety test. <clears throat> Stupid. <laughs> and then so that's like 2 p.m. I think. And th- yeah, 13 hours. <laughs> so then 11 p.m., the less experienced operators come on shift. And then this is uh, now April 26th of 1986, 1228 a.m. The power gets drained to a dangerously low point, which forces oh the removal of the control rods, which violated the safety guidelines that they had in place. Oh, my God. And then 1 a.m., the power settles and operators continue with the test. Um, and then... A uh, quote from worldnuclear.org is, A series of operator actions, including the disabling of automatic shutdown mechanisms, preceded the attempted test early on t- April 26th. By the time that the operator moved to shut down the reactor, the reactor was in an extremely unstable condition. Oh, so, my God. Unstable. Extremely unstable.
0: <laughs> and, of course, they have, like, their most... Like the operators that don't really know what they're doing. Like yeah. they do, but they're the most
1: unexperienced. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So and then about 123 AM, power surges. Operators press the emergency I'm the making... emergency shutdown button, which abruptly jams the control rods in the process. There's a problem with the emergency shutdown and reactor four cannot stop the chain reaction. So, there's your explosion.
0: Jeez. From the so, It almost seems fast, but, I mean, it's hours later, but it still seems well, I fast. Well, mean,
1: I mean, from 1228. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah,
1: 1228 is where stuff kind of really sh- shit hits, hits the fan. Because 1 a.m. the day before, so 24 hours earlier, is when they're prepping for the, the safety test. 2 p.m. the day before, so 12 hours earlier. They disable the emergency core cooling system, which is their big fuck up I think
0: I know that's what I was I'm like why would you disable that?
1: Okay, um there's I also don't. a lot of people that um I was listening to that kind of said, had people not been involved with this and the plant just did what it was supposed to do, none of this would have happened, but mm-hmm. people fuck stuff up. Human oh. error is a big thing, oh weird. and like they were saying. In, like, pretty much most nuclear power plants and in most power plants in general, they can pretty much run on their own once they're set up, right? But then once people start getting their little fingers and stuff, that's when stuff hits the fan.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: So, boom, that's your reaction at 12, 23, excuse me, one twenty-three a.m., And then there's a lack of reaction and authority preparedness. So at the local level, they're afraid um, of reacting wrong um, at the local level. And then at the federal level, everything has to go through Moscow. And they feared they'd be in trouble for doing something without Moscow's approval. So pretty much everyone lower was like, we're not going to sign off on this. We're not going to send anything here.
0: So pretty much
1: it was all... Local people that were like, I don't know what the fuck to do. We're not going to get in trouble for this. Like, wh- Fuck. Like, so that all happened. And then five minutes later, 1.28 a.m., cleanup begins and first firefighters arrive on scene with no protection at all.
0: Oh, my um, God.
1: Completely unaware of the radiation, which is the biggest reason why I'm like, no fucking way 40 people died from this. Hell no. And even the documentary that I watched on this, um, Chernobyl, nineteen eighty six, which was created by one of the guys that lived in Chernobyl and actually filmed Chernobyl, like in the days after, uh-huh. he helped create that movie. I think I don't know if he was the director, or if he was one of the producers or whatever. Uh-huh. But um, even like in that documentary or movie, however you want to call that. Um they're wearing like cloth masks.
0: God damn. And like so I want to just say like I have some relation to a firefighter. I'm not going to say how, but um not one fire department's going to show up at that and that's probably you know you have a couple people coming in for I mean it's a
1: Well it 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 does end up being a lot of people. That's but, what I'm saying.
0: So like I'm going back to the 40 people. Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah. the fire department was there the whole fucking time. That's at least thirty guys right there that were just yeah there probably for the explosion. So and we're talking
1: 1986, so it's not yeah. like it's it's not like we're in the dark ages here. Like right, it's the 80s. Like they were civilized.
0: Right. So I I sound I agree. so stupid. No, 80s. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was like, Our I think we were civilized before <laughs> that. <laughs> oh god but seriously like that alone like you could make 30 guys alone if the explosion happened and they were there that's probably 30 why i
1: don't get it because then in that podcast i was listening to they were saying a lot of the research they did everyone read about this blue flash that they saw which
0: yeah pretty much
1: they say if you see the blue flash you're gonna die
0: that's what I'm... Yeah, that's fucking... How
1: did all these people see it, then write about it, and not yeah. die? Like, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't happen like that then. <laughs> right. Like, someone screwed up somewhere, and someone's fudging numbers.
0: <laughs> and again, Cold War, not surprised.
1: Relates to modern. Moving yep. on. <laughs> so, they're completely unaware of the radiation. Um, so not necessarily their fault, but also I'd be scared shitless to walk into that, that spot
0: uh-huh.
1: not knowing what to expect, which like in most cases, like like I said, had people not stuck their fingers in this, nuclear energy is like a very clean way ...to create a shitload of energy. This power plant alone in Chernobyl produced over 10% of the energy used in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, that is... Like, think about it. That's insane.
1: And it... um, Like, part of the reason that was so helpful to them is they didn't have to rely on Russia then or not Russia the soviet and eventually later on when people are like fighting for nuclear power to come back or nuclear energy to come back to that area it's so they don't have to rely on fucking Russia
0: like, makes sense i mean that's a, a big amount of
1: yeah 10% flowing. yeah that's yeah.
0: crazy
1: so i mean i get it And then, like, if it's done right, it's relatively sustainable, it's relatively clean, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so. Anyways, so, the attitude by the Soviet Union was that its citizens were somewhat expendable, which extended out of the war from decades earlier. And the people felt the need to provide heroism to their community and be the protectors to their society because that was very much like a cultural thing for them. So that's why they were so willing to like go in right away. And then the government, of course, is like, yeah, we have how many millions of you? Just go in. We'll get a couple million more. Sickening. So 2.15 a.m., local officials order the closure of the roads in and out of Pripyat. And policemen are out on the street without protection not knowing anything about the radiation.
0: Of course.
1: God damn. Um, As it becomes light out then, it becomes very obvious that this was much bigger than the townspeople thought it was. And the fire at the core continues to burn for days. So now April 27th, 10am, the attempts to squander the fire start. So they drop lead, sand, clay, boron, and something else. It was a way weird name. Um, they pour all of this into the hole in the ceiling of the plant um, to try and stop the cloud of radioactive dust from going into the atmosphere. Because at this point, it's just pouring into the sky, like it. This giant cloud of radioactive smoke is just filling the atmosphere. So that's flying around. And then um, the core reaction that burned through all of this and concrete and other stuff was nicknamed the elephant's foot based on its appearance because it looks like an elephant's foot. And this is said to provide a lethal dose of radiation within 30 seconds. And it was almost guaranteed that you'd die within days of seeing this.
0: Oh, because, yeah, uh, that only affected 40 people.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very (laughs) much. So now, 2 p.m. on April 27th, Pripyat and neighboring towns are finally evacuated after a day and a half. And they were told this would only be temporary, which is why we get all the scary post-apocalyptic pictures and all of this of Chernobyl and... Pripyat, which was the town they lived in. Mhm. Because everyone was told they'd be coming back in a couple of weeks or a couple of days or whatever. So oh they left everything.
0: Of course.
1: Like there's I saw pictures of like people that had their clothes hung out to dry and like little um like kids toys everywhere and ugh, anger um, and then high levels of radiation are detected in Sweden after just two days. So that brings us to, what, April 28th. They demand that the Soviet Union make an announcement acknowledging the tragedy because they're like, what the fuck is this? What is this from? Mm-hmm. And then they, the Soviet Union falsely claims that the um, accident is under control
0: Oh, very nice.
1: So, April 29th, spy satellites, those would be our spy satellites, NASA, finally get proof of the extent of the damage done by the explosion. So, they're like, what the fuck? So, now, May 1st in Kiev, which, I don't know if that's the capital. I think that's like 60 miles south, or 60 kilometers.
0: God, I hate those...
1: Heat <laughs> units. I don't
0: know what it is.
1: It's close to Chernobyl. They're just south. They're preparing for the May Day parade. So there's like thousands of people in the streets.
0: Oh my god!
1: Just towns over from this, and Soviet officials refused to cancel the festival, knowing full well the dangers of the radiation, and not telling anyone because no one knows anything about this. Like, the only people that know anything about it are the people that were just evacuated out of Pripyat. And even they don't really know what's going on. They just know that they have to evacuate.
0: Well, come on. We're not going to cancel a festival, you know. Come on. It's a party.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. all for a good time, but... That's fucked. Yeah. That's fucked up. So, May 4th... um, They attempt to cool the, or the attempts to cool the reactor begin. So liquid nitrogen is pumped under the reactor, and then 600,000 liquidators are brought in to clean up and contain the accidents. Um, Homes are bulldozed, radioactive soil is buried, and, plug your ears, Morgan,
0: contaminated
1: Mm. livestock and pets are shot.
0: Mm why because i didn't they're all, think about the animals and tell
1: contaminated they're gonna die anyways fuck, except so this is I'd gonna be quick fuck.
0: i'd rather have it be quick but like
1: because it was really could, it was it was sad in the movie that i watched because this little girl wanted to bring her dog with and they said they couldn't bring any pets
0: don't so then there were dogs running around
1: in the streets
0: don't I'd be like, Bella, we're getting the fuck out of here. I'd be like, this is my fucking dependent. This is, I claim this bitch on my taxes.
1: <laughs> Except they all had to get on evacuation buses.
0: Oh, I would have figured it out. I would have. <laughs> like, she's just, she suffers from a hair disorder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're getting... discriminating. It's a child, I swear. She's just I really furry.
0: I just fucking love <laughs> I her. And she's a really,
1: she's got this weird nose, but I swear she's a human it's baby. Like,
0: I gave birth to this <laughs> child.
1: Ugliest baby Doctor ever. Doctor say she has a
0: one in ten chance to live. So I want to give her the best life.
1: Well, she's probably out less than that now. Yeah, and,
0: and she's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like barf, barf, barf. I'd be like, okay, She'll leave the dog speak, here, please. You not
0: want to speak Russian. <laughs>
1: My God.
0: God, I would, and you know I'd try that.
1: <laughs> I know you would. That's why I tried to skim over that one real quick. Yep. Okay, let's get over. I'm tearing up already. Stop. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm moving my mic for a second. My hip is. I'm an old lady. and My hip is locking. Oh. That'll happen. I feel so
0: old. I'm older so. than you. Stop.
1: I'm old and tired. I had to use icy hot for like a week straight because of volleyball last week.
0: Oh my I'm an god. An old lady.
1: Okay. Okay. Over the course of the next 10 days, it rained and it was windy. I read that somewhere. I couldn't tell you which one I read it on. But that also added to the distribution of the contamination. So it's floating around all over the place and it's running off into the streams and whatnot. Then May 8th, officials in Kiev finally close the schools and tell everyone to stay indoors. So that's what, 10 days? Yeah. 10 days later.
0: Better late than never.
1: Fuck you. At that point, it's pretty much done. I know, right? Well, it's not done, but But the big stuff's out of the way.
0: Yeah, it's been raining and shit.
1: God damn it. So, May 9th, the planning of the sarcophagus build begins. So, that's the big structure that they're going to build over the exploded nuclear plant. Okay. To cover that up and in case all the nuclear stuff, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that starts on May 9th, or they start planning it on May 9th, I should say. It only took the government 18 days to actually come out and say outright to their public what had actually happened.
0: At that Let's, point, it's like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, No.
1: God. That was just, um, that was from a New York times article, but then also that was just directly to their people. The lack of communication, even after three weeks with other countries is even, even probably worse than that. But I watched part of a video where, um, it would have been Reagan, um, was in an interview and they were like what if they told you about what's happening happening in ukraine and the soviet union and blah 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 what if they told you and he's like really not much and they're like well what do you wish they would tell you and he's like kind of Everything. a lot more yeah, yeah like
0: every fucking thing
1: <laughs> but i was like that's like asking for trouble you right. can't just blow a whole sit like not that they blew a whole city up, but you can't contaminate an entire city and now it's spewing into Europe. You can't just do that and then expect nothing to happen. And they, like, refused outside help, too. I think that's the part that pisses me off, is they wouldn't let anyone near that thing. But
0: honestly, with Russia, or all the Soviet Union...
1: Except for the 600,000 people they pushed in there.
0: That's the issue. Is like, I think they would be too proud to be like... We need help. You know, they—they're just not like that.
1: I don't even know if it's the proud part. It's like we got it under control. Get your fucking nose out of it. I that think too, but I think I think, I think
0: I think that's their pride saying. I don't fuck it. Like we fucking know what we're doing. I mean, they're in the middle of the Cold War with us. They're not going to be like we yeah. fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um. So when this does finally come out, and they do ask for like. Minimal help, like they don't really ask for help because they don't want anyone near there, but they kind of ask for help. Just kind
0: mm-hmm.
1: of, how oh, do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Um, many people are super shocked and horrified that it took so long for that to happen, and then they also this kind of starts the decline of the Soviet Union, which only lasts five years after this because so many people do not trust them anymore. So that's kind of going. Um, and then I already talked about that, sorry. Um, even today the state continues to pay for the medical bills of the survivors of Chernobyl and the children of the survivors. So I'm sure. they're paying shitloads of money for that because those people all likely have cancer or some kind of weird they probably don't have mutations, but like um their kids probably do.
0: Yeah. Not like,
1: not like third eyes or like anything like that, but like your organs get fucked up. You get cancer, like things like that.
0: That's sad.
1: Um, but so that's going on. And then, uh, in that hour by hour, um, documentary I watched, he was saying that some people in Ukraine even kind of joke about Chernobyl, kind of like dark humor, kind of how we joke about stupid shit that's going on today that's dark, oh, but we joke about Yeah, that's like joke actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. So if they find like weird vegetables or shit in their garden, they'll be like, ha ha, this is from Chernobyl, like wonder if it's radioactive. Let's wonder see. if that's actually accurate. <laughs> Like, not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff like that. And then, um... Doo-doo-doo. Also from that documentary, I'm almost done with this. Um, 1996, the sarcophagus began to deteriorate, and by 1998, the new one was beginning to be planned out. So It lasted a whopping fucking ten years.
0: Yeah, that's pathetic.
1: Um, It was expected to last, um... 20 to 30 years but i'll talk Mm. about that in a little bit um by its completion the new one became the the new new one that like just happened Mm -hmm. um the new one became the largest movable structure in the world wow it's not really movable anymore it was movable when they built it Mm -hmm. um after after all of this the idea idea (laughs) the idea of modernity modernity modern sure. modern is <laughs> on your mind so this is a complete cultural change um they're not really interested in renewable energy sources but they're not entirely t- opposed to nuclear energy in Ukraine and the post-soviet countries um because like I said before they really do not want to rely on Russia so they're mm-hmm. still fond of the idea of nuclear energy it's still desirable but obviously with caution
0: mhm obviously and then,
1: yeah fun fact chernobyl released more than 100 times more radiation than the atomic bombs dropped on Hir- hiroshima and nagasaki hiroshima
0: and nagasaki yeah yeah hiroshima but still right, what did i say you said hiroshima? like I don't, yeah you said hiroshima <laughs> <laughs> Oops. that was okay i'm surprised you know I only know because yeah but that is insane. And you look at what happened at Hiroshima, like it fucked up a lot of people. A God, lot yeah. of people. So you're, again, we're, I'm gonna go back to that 40 people. Please.
1: Yeah. That's why I keep saying that's not fucking, there's no way that's fucking real.
0: No way. No, there's no way in fuck. You, no, there's no way. Uh, that right there just proved it to me that they're lying <laughs> out of their mm-hmm. ass. Mm-hmm. Wow not cool
1: no not at all so now we go back to the worldnuclear.org thing again so this is talking about the initial sarcophagus so that was built in about seven months following the disaster it took 206 days to build it was made out of concrete and steel and it took about the 600,000 workers or whatever to do that Um, and this was only designed to last about 20 to 30 years Now, this new structure, which this stuff I got out of a Business Insider article, Um, this is is a lot of quotes that I have right here, Um, but it is a 32,000 ton outer shell that would become the new safe confinement structure. The Mm -hmm. French team opted to build the structure more than 980 feet away from the reactor, then move it on site once it was finished. Again, this is, like, all quotes, so yeah. don't come I'm- at me for plagiarism. <laughs> um, its parts were assembled in Italy, then delivered to the construction site via wow. 18 ships and 2,500 trucks. Construction- I was going to say, like, sorry. sorry, No, no, no I'm good.
0: sorry. I was just going to say, like, that's a lot of weight to bring to one place, but I guess.
1: <laughs> it's not sorry. like they carried it there. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm
0: just still <laughs> thinking, like, how did that not take forever? Anyways, keep yeah. going.
1: Um, Construction began in 2010, and it um, rolled into its final location by the end of 2016. So it did take forever. Yeah, never mind. It took actually a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Six years. Um, um, And then at that point, it became the largest land-based object ever moved by humans, which I don't know how they can say that because the pyramids, unless they don't count that. But anyways, moving Uh, on. This was revealed Unless they're going with the aliens thing. <laughs> this was revealed to the public in July of 2019. So for three years, the public did not know this existed. Hmm. Um, But that does not mean everything went as it was supposed to. So on July 29th... I don't know what year that is. Uh, it must have been of 2019. The Ukrainian company that manages the Chernobyl plant, SSE, Chernobyl NPP, signed a $78 million contract with a construction company to take the sarcophagus apart by 2023. Wow. Only gravity has been keeping the structure tethered to its supporting blocks, the company said. Mm. The process will involve vacuuming radioactive particles and clearing out the lava mixture, that's the elephant Mm. foot, that formed when Soviet workers dumped land. Not land, sand, lead, and I was boron. Like, whoa. <laughs> sand, lead, and boron into the burning reactor. These efforts are expected to last through 2065. By that uh-huh. time, scientists estimate that radiation from the accident will have led to more than 40,000 cases of cancer. Well, that this number sounds
0: more like it.
1: Exactly <laughs> like, what I was going to say.
0: God damn!
1: I got scientists from all over the fucking world saying. Forty thousand is the real number. Yeah, not me. It's probably even fucking more than that. <laughs> well, that's just you know, cancer, though. That not—that's what I'm not saying. Not just cancer, but like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Versus death, like people actually yeah. died.
0: You know, forty thousand people probably are going to get cancer, but only forty people died. So
1: yeah, <laughs> like Bull that makes no shit. fucking shit. sense.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we keep going back to that, but that is just—I think
1: fucking... that's my biggest thing. That is the nail in, nail in the coffin for me. Like, that proves yeah. it's a fucking lie.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they lied about it for 18 days or whatever you said beforehand.
1: Yeah, like, didn't even tell anyone.
0: <laughs> Why would they be like, yeah, like, uh, a couple thousand people died. <laughs> like, it's only 40 people. It's fine. Yeah. like God damn it. It's so annoying. Not cool.
1: Okay, so now this, I watched this other documentary. This one is free. Um, it's called Chernobyl <laughs> thirty years on. So they talk about other things besides Chernobyl, but they're talking about um the over four hundred nuclear power plants that are currently in use across the world today. Um, the new sarcophagus that was made for Chernobyl. Um that's what I just talked about. That
0: mm-hmm.
1: new confinement the whatever. one that'll live
0: for forty years.
1: No, that was the first one that'll live for twenty to thirty. And I thought you said it,
0: this new one is gonna be
1: no, this until one's expected to last 20... 100 years.
0: Oh, okay. I miss. No, it's
1: going to take them until think, then. Yeah, 2065. Oh, wow.
0: I misinterpreted that. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> so, this is expected to last about 100 years in parentheses with regular painting and maintenance. Oh, yeah. Which isn't possible. Yeah, right. Because radioactivity. Right. So, it likely won't last that long. And then no one really knows what will happen after the 100-year mark. Uh, This structure also cost over 2 billion euros, which is about 2.26 billion US dollars. It was funded by over 40 nations. What? Well,
0: probably because they're like, I don't want this shit to leak.
1: Yeah, because it's going to leak and kill all, not kill us all, but like,
0: not good. Fuck that. Fuck that.
1: It's not gonna kill us all because by the time it gets over here, yeah, it it's not gonna be but Okay. So then they started talking about this place. It looks like Assy, but I think it's Aussie Germany. (laughs) I thought you were
0: gonna say like it looks like an assy place to be. like that's what I thought you were saying.
1: No, it's like
0: Oh Hannah. (laughs) I get you're mad, but (laughs) so
1: Um, so this place in Germany, they've been storing about 126,000 barrels of radioactive waste in the shaft of a salt mine. Shaft. Oh yep, <laughs> We're back shaft, on this. You know. Vertical <laughs> hallway!
0: <laughs> in the a the virtual mine. hallway.
1: No, not virtual. <laughs> vertical. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, of this salt mine that was used for decades, which makes the mines weak and susceptible to cracks, which are letting nice. in groundwater now. Woo! So now the mines... Turned storage areas threaten the area and their groundwater and other resources. So, sounds like we got this under control. <laughs> well, now they're in the process of converting an old iron mine, which yep. was only used for a few years, so it's less damaged.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Still not, whatever.
0: Why? why Into a the...
1: storage bunker for medium radioactive waste.
0: Why are we just taking different Why don't we just keep the one area we have and just keep that fucked up?
1: Because that's going to like kill everyone in that area if it gets in the groundwater.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. So they got to like
1: seal all the shit up because now that salt mine is filling up with. Sorry.
0: It's okay. <laughs> you just got excited.
1: <laughs> I literally breathed though and answered it. You're like, it's filling. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Whoa. laughs> it's filling with water and then it like leaks through the cracks the other way mm. and like the radioactive shit is like bleeding out of the barrels
0: Ooh, God. can we yeah. just fucking this sucks
1: i think if everything just had a way to be disposed of but nothing really does because mm-hmm. no one really knows what to do with this. How to get rid
0: of it, yeah. I
1: mean, maybe they do, but obviously they don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or they do and they just don't want to yeah. yeah. <laughs> spend the money. Don't care, yeah. Don't care, don't want to spend the money.
1: Yeah. So, many think this won't work either or it won't for very long because as we have evidence that the many minds that have been converted for this purpose are not successful long-term. Mm. So, the state tolerated about 180 people who have returned to the restricted area that live there. So now we're back to Chernobyl. Sorry, not the not the assy place. I was going to say what? <laughs> Sorry, that was a farther out bullet than I thought it so was. So they're
0: testing these people <laughs> at the assy place.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Now we're back to Chernobyl. So okay. people that live there for like ever, like old people that live like in rural rural areas. I can't mm-hmm. talk. Um they started returning back cuz they're like fuck this this is my I'm home I'm old yeah and I want to live here and live out my days in peace and they're not necessarily like old but like older they
0: don't and, care and
1: <laughs> yeah um so about 180 people returned um mm. uh, but none of the residents of Pripyat have returned yet plutonium makes the area uninhabitable and it's said that this area won't be an inhabitable place for about 20,000 years.
0: Holy fuck.
1: Um, radiation expert Husa Tanko thinks the worst consequences of the radiation are yet to come. He mentions that he, think, he thinks it'll take four generations for the genetic mutations to begin in these people. Which, I don't know how I feel about that. That's,
0: I mean, that's a long fucking time. Four generations, just, but is that, it that could be
1: that could be a hundred and twenty years if you have kids when you're thirty and your kids Here's have the kids thing when though, they're Hannah, thirty and
0: does it build within you? Like I don't that that's just a guess, but like I
1: I don't get it. I don't get why it would take that long. Yeah, wouldn't you think it? Maybe it's not you specifically that survived, but wouldn't you think it would be your your kids. It almost
0: seems like it would go the opposite way. Like you would be the person who has the most and it would get lower as it goes.
1: I mean, I understand you not physically having mutations,
0: but like oh, yeah. your
1: you that's, would have enough stuff messed that, up with your gene I mean. said it would move on to your kids.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like it seems like it would be like the lower chance of mutation as it goes. Like yeah, it's less so than, I, don't,
1: I don't really understand what he was saying, but he he specifically said he thinks it'll take four generations for the genetic genetic mutations to begin in these people. Hmm. Obviously, there isn't four generations yet because it was only. I
0: don't know about that.
1: What four years ago? I won't
0: be here. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, we won't be here. Will we? No, no, no.
1: Yeah, we will. If they already had, if these people already had two generations, because if they had kids when they're eighteen and their kids had kids when they were eighteen. We're already two generations deep. Ugh,
0: I just, you know, I'm just sick of this sad stuff.
1: So even if those other two generations wait until they're 30 to have kids, that's only 60 years from now. Yeah, I guess. We very well could still be here.
0: Yeah, I'll be 85. Bring it on. <laughs> be the bitch in the nursing home.
1: <laughs> you don't have to be in a nursing home at that age. Oh I mean, well,
0: It uh, might be fun. It's kind of like a little community.
1: My DNA... I will not be You don't think?
0: I think I would like that. I'd no, I'd be the my person who's like my grandparents Susie. lived old.
1: <laughs> my grandparents are old. Well, the ones that are still alive. The one that's still alive. And the ones that just died. Old. Old old. All lived at home. Did stuff on their own.
0: See, I would like the nursing home because I'd be like,
1: Did you hear Hannah the fucking
0: slut <laughs> touch that guy's shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I would be the fucking worst in the nursing I home. I
1: feel like I've heard from someone, I don't know who or where, but I feel like old people are very sassy in nursing homes. Like, oh, I believe that. They, they just yeah. all go around and do stuff with each other. What What else do you got going on? <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean by stuff.
0: I do. That's what I'm saying. What else are you going to do? I mean... So...
1: So it sounds okay. like I'm signing up for a nursing home. <laughs> Oh my god, we need to move on. Okay. This has gone full circle. <laughs> Moving on. I don't know where the circle started if that's full circle, but I don't either, but I like it. So, it doesn't really matter how much radiation they themselves were exposed to, just that they were exposed at all. And then um um, I wrote a note here that says I don't understand how this could be true though, as a lot of what I've seen said that the radiation doesn't allow victims to reproduce. Mm. Which I've did see a few times. So Okay,
0: but I wanna say too, how much does science actually probably know about this extreme amount of radiation? It's not like we've had studies on this a million times.
1: Yeah. That's true too. But also then like I saw something I don't know what document documentary it was in or what I was reading. But it was saying that, um, like I just said, people who were exposed to any kind of like extreme radiation like this, they're not able to reproduce, like they can't have kids.
0: Which I could see that if you had like a I mean, obviously it happened and now you, can, you have a pool of people, but the things, I, I guess, I, I'm going back to like, this is going to affect four generations. Like, how do we even fucking know that? Like, that's a guess. I think
1: that was his guess. I don't know yeah. that that's what the scientific community says.
0: And I think that's what I feel about some of this stuff is like, okay, this is our first besides Hiroshima, but like.
1: Even that, like, every, everyone yeah. there died. Like, right. So
0: it's like, pretty how do much you f- everyone. How do you fucking know what's gonna happen in forty years? Like you don't, and if you do, well, I, but, I, mean, I need, there's I need s- the evidence.
1: There's enough stuff to show, like what radio. I'm trying to open my water with my armpit. Um, <laughs> there's enough studies on like nuclear energy, I guess. Maybe not like nuclear explosions, but I'm saying like then nuclear- also, um. One That podcast I was listening to, that guy from the Air Force was saying, like, there are fallout plans, like, showing how much fallout there would be from this bomb or that bomb or, you know, this, oh. this power plant. And that's what his dad was saying, too, is there's, like, yeah. plans in place that you would know about how much fallout there would be.
0: Hmm. I guess maybe I'm just not educated enough, you know? I just need to, like, see the data. I need to see the data.
1: I get it. I get your point there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 100%. Um, maybe if it wasn't about the Soviet Union, I'd be a little bit more uh, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not with the U.S., but maybe any other country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so now we're moving to New York Times article called Dramatizing the Chernobyl Disaster for Survivors. Also, weird fact, I heard so many people say Chernobyl, and oh. I started second-guessing everything I know about life, but I'm sticking with Chernobyl. I yeah, it's care.
0: Chernobyl to me, so... I heard <laughs> so
1: many people say Chernobyl, though, and I was like, have I been living under a rock?
0: Yeah, I... I feel like even when we learned it in school, it was Chernobyl. So that's, that's
1: what I thought.
0: That's very odd. I don't like that. It's like the Mandela effect. I don't like that.
1: <laughs> oh, but. Okay, so this article walks through an interview with Alexander Rodniansky. I yes, sure. I how to say his name. He, he's the one I was talking about before that filmed the area in the days following the accident. So he helped create the Chernobyl 1986 movie that's on Amazon Prime that I watched. I'll talk about that movie in a second. But here's some quotes from this article that I thought were good to note. The film, which recently arrived on Netflix in Britain and elsewhere in parts of Europe, um, comes on the heels of the 2019 critically acclaimed HBO miniseries Chernobyl, which I did not watch because I do not have HBO Max and I was not about to spend more money.
0: Girl, you know damn well I have HBO Max.
1: (laughs) When was I supposed to watch this at your house?
0: (laughs) I mean, I would have given you my login.
1: You son of a bitch.
0: Hit me up after this. I'll still give it to you. (laughs) If I remember.
1: Back to the quote. Which critics praise for its focus on the failures of the Soviet system. (laughs) Okay. Next quote. Chernobyl, 1986, which was partly funded by the Russian state, had received some criticism within Russian... Russia and Ukraine for not emphasizing the government missteps to the same extent, but Rosky said that doing so was never his intention when he watched the HBO series twice, his film was already in production. he wanted it to focus on the people directly affected by the disaster. Rodniasky said, adding that most people understand that what had happened at Chernobyl was a failure of the Soviet system. Everyone involved in the disaster was a victim, he said. They were hostages of that system. Then Daniela, well, it's not Daniela because that's a girl name. It's Daniela, I think. Kozlowski, who played Alexei in the movie, said that he spent a year meeting former liquidators and people displaced from the Chernobyl region to prepare for the role. In a sign of the political change in the former Soviet state since the disaster, Kozlovsky was unable to visit the protected 1,000-square-mile Chernobyl exclusion zone. Where the fuck did that come from? That's much bigger than what I had written down in other things. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Where the reactors in the abandoned city of Pripyat are. He said because of Russian men... Of military age are restricted from entering Ukraine amid the country's ongoing conflict. So I believe he's from Russia. Okay. So those are all pretty much a big fuck you to the Soviet Union for setting up those things. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is the one of the big bases of the Chernobyl right. series on HBO. But pretty much this movie is... It's actually like in dedication to the liquidators that all did not give their lives because apparently to the Soviets they did not die. But
0: yeah. that's yep, that's fucked.
1: Yeah. So Chernobyl nineteen eighty six. Um I am not gonna lie and was not a huge fan of the movie as a movie. Um But it is a fictional story based on real events. So, the characters are made up, but it's based on, like, real events that happened with Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. So, it's mostly a story between this girl, Olga, and Alex, or Alexi. So, he's a fireman that works at the reactor. Olga is a hairdresser. Olga has a son. Alexi is also the son's name. And unknown to Alex, he is the boy's father. Oh, So, um, Alex meets, not meets, but, like, sees her at the hair salon, has her do his hair, like, cut his hair and everything, and then they meet up after and they have dinner and blah, 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 and then he meets her son and then he's like, holy shit, am I his dad? And then that is all happening. And then he, a couple weeks later, quits the fire department Um, the day before. Chernobyl accident because he was trying to move away since Olga wouldn't really let him be a part of her and her son's family um so he followed fire trucks there because he was like leaving town and then the fire trucks were like speeding back to town and then he followed them there and like on the way there he like went in the ditch because there were these birds that were, like, falling out of the sky from the radi- uh, radiation. They were just all dying. And then mm. one of them hit his car, and they like, spun in the ditch and they crawled in the Ooh. fire truck and went with them. Ooh. And then... So he quit the fire department, so he really doesn't work there anymore, but he carries, like, all of his team out of the rubble because they all were in there with no protection, and they pretty much all die. Um, they all turn, like, purple. And he, like, jerks huh. them all out. And then he was convinced to help drain the coolant tank to avoid further nuclear radiation into the water because once the coolant thing drains, it goes into this man made lake. Mm-hmm. Not man, part of it's man made, it's like a pond, but then I think it flows into the river. I think, I think. okay, I think so. He's like convinced to do that, but um. His son, Alexi, was outside the power plant as it exploded um, because he was there with his friends and they got a little camera and he was recording it, but he didn't know what was going to happen. And then he goes home and he lied to his mom and said he wasn't there, but then he gets sick with radiation poisoning, so obviously he was there. And then he's really, really sick and he needs help from the hospital, but it's full of the firemen, so they're trying to put the... uh, all those firemen are trying to put the fire out. And then they get quarantined. Like, the whole hospital's quarantined for radiation poisoning. And then the little boy, like, can't get to a hospital. And he's, like, puking everywhere and all that stuff. So then, pretty much, the dad makes a deal that if he's going to go in and go back into the plant to try and drain this coolant tank, his son gets the, the, uh, the emergency medical treatment that he's supposed to get in Moscow, his kid's going to go there. or um, No, he, his kid's going to get the emergency treatment in Sweden with the radiation specialists, and he'll find some way to get to Kiev or Moscow to go to a hospital there. But his kid's getting the special radiation treatment in Sweden instead of him. So he makes that deal, so he goes back in. And then the whole movie pretty much revolves around them trying to drain the coolant tank so the nuclear f- fuel doesn't burn through the floor um, and the cement barriers to create a radioactive steam explosion, which, like, a second one, which would have affected most of the Soviet Union and Western Europe. So. Then the mid-level managers, they refuse to make any of their men who report to them go in because they know it's a suicide mission, so they themselves go in. Alex is one of them. And then that's pretty much the rest of the movie. And then he ends up dying. Ooh. Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You spoiled alert that whole movie. I just need you to know.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I paid for it, so. (laughs) I did pay for that one.
0: (laughs) Hannah clearly does not like paying for movies.
1: (laughs) I told you it was like ten dollars for like two things.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah!
1: So now I have a quick YouTube thing. So ten most insane places of Chernobyl is what the thing is called, even though it has more than ten places, which really confused me. And it sounds like a commercial for like a uh, monster truck rally. It's like bah, 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 the whole time. <laughs> <What> the fuck. <laughs> 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 Okay.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Sounds like my kind of thing.
1: (laughs) We'll go watch it after this. So, more than 300,000 people had to leave their homes. Um, The exclusion zone is split into two areas. So, there's a specialized zone, which is 10 kilometers, and then there's a 30-kilometer zone. So, the first legal tour to the exclusion zone was in 1998. And then 2009... Forbes named the Exclusion Zone the most exotic place for tourism on Earth. Oh, not cool. <laughs> and then about 70,000 visitors from over 93 countries visit there each year.
0: That seems not smart. Is that, is that me? Or is that cool? I
1: don't know. I think I like seeing pictures of it. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very sad because you know a lot of people lost their lives. Well, forty people, air quotes, yeah. lost well, their that's lives. Well, a lot of people, but yeah. But think about more. like other disasters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like God forbid, like an apartment started on fire now in a small town, and more yeah. people than that would die. Yeah, that's true. So, <clears throat> anyways, um, so it it's just sad to think about. It. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know that it should be, like, a tourist That's what I'm
0: saying. Like, I don't like that we're saying, hey, let's go here.
1: But, I don't know. Like, a lot of it is interesting, but also I don't know that I'd be crawling around in the woods there.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I could see maybe people who do research who wear protective gear and all that. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: I'm not going there on vacation. No, thanks.
1: Yeah. But then, like, the people that were... There were pictures of people that were like wearing little like COVID masks, and I'm like, Oh my god, dude, you realize that's not gonna do jack shit?
0: Yeah, like that's uh, see, that's it what I do don't do jack trust. shit. Period. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: I try not to have an opinion towards any of that,
1: but you do, <laughs> I do, but I,
0: I don't just, publicize. Yeah, I'm not gonna publicize my opinion.
1: <laughs> okay, so a lot of people or a lot of these places are locations in video games, so that's that because they're creepy um so I'm just going to talk about some of the cool ones i'm not talking about all of them so there's the lazerni swimming pool, which fun fact operated for twelve years after the explosion and it was used by nuclear plant workers and liquidators until the cleanup and um Work at the plant had stopped, and it was thought to be the cleanest place in the exclusion zone during that time. Ooh. Now we have the Red Forest. This is a pine forest that protected the rest of the world from how bad this accident could have been. It held back tens of tons of radioactive dust, which colored the trees a brownish-red color. The liquidators claimed at night they would often see the dead trees glow in the dark. Ew. There's a Or this 202 square kilometer area turned into a radioactive waste burial site. It was cut down and buried in the soil between 1986 and 1988. And they, you know, sure worn protective equipment Mm -hmm. and used special equipment to cut it down.
0: Mm -hmm. But they
1: often cut them down by hand with little to no PPE.
0: Exactly. It's
1: (laughs) believed to be the world's most contaminated site. Nice. Yeah. That makes sense. So, there's also the Duga-1 radio station tower. It is 150 meters tall by 400 meters long. It's a total of 280,000 tons of metal. Oh, wow. It was believed to be the most secretive place in all of the Soviet Union.
0: Ooh, I don't know if I want to go there.
1: <laughs> it is. It's like um, I was reading something that said it was like super hidden and like a lot of people that lived there didn't even know it was there, because it was like so tucked away in this forest thing. Yeah,
0: ooh, I don't like that. Um,
1: it produced radio interference uh, throughout the entire world, and the U.S. Department of Defense thought it was an experiment being done by the Soviet Union. Um, many people were scared of it, and Mm-mm. yeah. Mm. Um there's also a radioactive machines graveyard. Uh they tried to kind of like sanitize these regularly during use, um during like the cleanup and stuff, but then after all that was done, or after the liquidation completed, 1350 pieces of equipment was abandoned in this graveyard. Holy shit. Except 50 acres of land The total value of the equipment left there was about $46 million in 1986 money.
0: Shit, so let's go get it.
1: (laughs) I'll fucking find it. Radioactive, (laughs) dead, you you will die.
0: I know, but for at least a little bit, I might have a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Dead, you will die. I'm going to live a good week. (laughs) Uh, The most radioactive (laughs) items were transferred to a burial site in the 10-kilometer exclusion zone, and there were 30 trenches that were designed to last 300 years. Um, The medical sanitation unit 126 in Pripyat. So the first people were brought there three hours after the accident. Multiple people were transferred from here to Kiev and then the radiation units in Moscow in the day following the explosion. They said the worst place isn't, like, the abandoned operating rooms or, like, the rooms that they were staying in, but the small basement. Mm. This sounds like the beginning of a horror story. Yeah, not liking that. Um, the, the small basement. Contaminated <laughs> clothes, footwear, and bed linens of the first victims, um, like, the first, like, hundreds of victims, were discarded down there in the small rooms lining the 60-ish foot skinny, skinny hallway. Mm. Um, And then the famous firefighter's boot that radiates, okay, this number confuses me because like I said before, a millirem is tiny and a rem is the one we measure what you can die from. Mm -hmm. This is 30 millirem. I think it means 30 mega rem. Oh. But I don't think that's a number. I'm, I'm really fu- confused because it's, if I know, <laughs> I'm really really confused because it says it's more than a thousand times higher than the permissible oh, amount. so it's just like a lot. Let's just say that. <laughs> dead, dead. It's, I, it, it means
0: you're gonna die. Is what it means. Yeah,
1: but I don't understand how it. It's a tiny number, but it's more a thousand times higher than the permissible. I don't get it, dude. So you, you can you can go in the hotel. Or not the hotel, the hospital. You can go in the hospital, but you can't go in the basement, even though people sneak in the basement. Oh, fuck that.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be in any basement. <laughs> like, let's be real.
1: Yeah, and then you gotta sneak down there. Fuck no. Yeah. No thanks. See your movies. Um, Then there's the Police Palais, Hotel. This one is, like, the pictures that everyone sees where they're, like, standing on the roof, and you can, like, see everything, like, the whole town. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that. I don't really have much information on that, except that it's closed. You can't really go there anymore because the roof is, like, collapsing. Um, The amusement park, it was set to open on May 1st of 1986, just four days after the accident. So it was never really enjoyed or used at all by anyone. And the most notable piece of this amusement park is the Ferris wheel. And then the last thing is the elephant's foot. So at the time of the explosion, um, this video says that the temperature in the reactor reached about 2,500 to 2,700 degrees holy cel- shit. Celsius. Celsius? I don't know how you would know that.
0: Yeah, I know, but that's, holy fuck.
1: Sun. That's the sun.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Fuck that. A lot more than 40 people died. That's all I gotta say.
1: Unless that's a made up number two, they're all made up. All of them. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, the nuclear lava like substance moved at a rate of 30 centimeters per hour and it was too dangerous to enter the room. So their solution to like getting a sample of the material to measure was to shoot it with an AR. <laughs> I mean, it works. Oh, and then they had to send in, like, a little, um, toy horse with their measuring gun thing to oh, measure the fuck. radioactivity. What the hell's going Again, on over there? scary movie. What
0: the hell is going on over there?
1: Radioactive toy horse. Yeah, what the hell? Um, so now I just have my little fun facts left, and then we'll be done, I promise. Um... So, based on how radioactive everything was and how contaminated everything was, I do find it really, really hard to believe that only 40 people died. And then, um, even U.S. Secretary of State George Shultz said that they believe the casualty rates are much higher than what was announced by the Soviet Union by mm-hmm. a great deal.
0: hmm
1: Someone in the government saying that.
0: Yeah, I mean, seriously, though.
1: Um... Nuclear reaction produced in a nuclear power plant is far different than that um, produced by an atomic bomb. So like I was saying before, the bomb is more refined and it's a different type of uranium. Then, obviously, it's, like, super classified information, and the idea of how an atomic bomb works is all kind of speculation at this point, unless you're, like, a super high-ranking top security government official, in which case you're probably <laughs> not going to tell someone yeah, how a bomb is made. Yeah, you're not going to say, yeah,
0: that's but, not going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so another thing is, like, nuclear research didn't just stop after this or after the bombs were dropped in Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. So they just kind of stopped detonating the bombs.
0: Oh. Duh. Yep. That's probably a good idea.
1: (laughs) And then, this I did not know until today, like three hours ago. Holy shit, it's nine o'clock already. Um, (laughs) Um, there was a bomb that was much, much, much bigger than what, um, what was detonated. Um, at Hiroshima or Nagasaki, um, and it was detonated in space by the Soviets. Oh. So, okay, get this. So, one million tons of TNT equals one megaton. Okay. Little Boy was the one in Hiroshima. Batman is the bomb for Nagasaki. Little Boy was 15 kilotons of TNT. So, that's big, big, big.
0: Yep. But, that's, this is the one the Soviet Union put in space?
1: No, no, no. Little boy this was is Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Okay. So that's kilotons. So that's big. Mm-hmm. But the Tsar Bomba, which is the bomb the Soviet created, was 50 megatons of TNT. Holy fuck. <laughs> the, that was
0: felt through all of space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the mushroom... It didn't even... Well, it was space, but it was Earth. Um, so the, I'll explain. The mushroom cloud could be seen from a hundred miles away and the top of the mushroom cloud was 40 miles high. What the fuck? After releasing the bomb, the Soviet air force pilot had a chance to get 28 miles away before it detonated. And that only gave him a 50% chance at survival. Fuck that. Fuck that. Did he
0: survive? Do we know?
1: I didn't get that. I don't know.
0: Uh, I'll look it up.
1: <laughs> the bomb when it detonated was only about a mile in the air.
0: Oh, that's not high enough.
1: <laughs> and the fireball... Do you want to guess how big the fireball itself was? Not the mushroom cloud. The fireball... In miles? Yes, in miles? in miles.
0: 30 miles.
1: Oh, no. Not that big. That's fucking oh. big, Morgan. <laughs> I know. Well, you said it was... <laughs> The fireball was five miles wide by six and a half miles tall.
0: Yeah, I overshot that a little bit.
1: That's a big fucking ball of fire. Yeah, that is. That's like,
0: God, that's like more than me going to Quick Trip by my apartment.
1: The fireball itself was higher than the altitude of the bomb that dropped it.
0: Yeah, that's terrifying. Or the
1: bomber plane that dropped it.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. No thanks. It, it's
1: estimated destruction radius had it dropped on the earth, which I also did not know this. A bomb does not hit the earth when it detonates. It detonates in air and then it flattens the shit under it.
0: Oh, that's terrifying. Um, I don't know what's worse. No, thank you to either, but I don't know what's worse.
1: Um, but that estimated destruction radius of this, do you want to take a guess at that? <laughs> Thirty miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the estimated destruction radius of this would be about sixty-eight miles.
0: Oh, I undershot that time, ayo. <laughs>
1: so they said if this was dropped on Paris, France would be gone.
0: Ooh. Literally,
1: the country of France would be a hole in the ground.
0: Let's not give anyone ideas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was Russia.
0: Yeah, no. And figure. then, like,
1: right before they actually detonated this, they were like, "Okay, you can't, you can't." Do atomic bomb tests anymore? You cannot detonate your nukes, not on mm-hmm. Earth, not in space. Mm-hmm. But well, we got this last one. Just let's finish up. So they blew that one up in space. Of course, and they did. Also, did you know that the holes in the ozone layer are not because of aerosol cans? They're from nukes. <laughs> I I learned that in that podcast too.
0: That's from your hairspray, Hannah. Please. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Well, uh, I'm disagreeing with you.
0: A lot of lies here.
1: I believe that one.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of lies that they said it was from aerosol cans.
1: Oh, yeah. Not the nukes that they were blown up yeah. in space.
0: Yeah. Fuck.
1: Animals of Chernobyl. Stop. Th- they're not dead now. Oh. Um, <laughs> those that were immediately contaminated died. But those that did survive, reproduced. I don't know how because they said that they couldn't re- reproduce. But they're now living in the area, eating the contaminated produce, which leads to mutations in future generations. Nice. So now there's, if you look up Chernobyl animals, you'll see this Chernobyl. It's called a hairless wolf. It's called a hairless bear. It's no. mutated something or another. No. Look it up. I don't want great. to. Kind of creepy, but I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's the chupacabra. Chupacabra!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I don't want to fucking see it. I that's just it's really not that
1: bad. It kind of looks like a mocked up, shriveled raisin bear.
0: Yeah, I don't only
1: fur on its head.
0: I don't want to see that. (laughs) Um, It'll make me sad, and you know it will.
1: There's also like two-headed animals. And then, the, like, the dog, like, the stray dogs. Stop it. um, No, this is fine. It's not even bad. They, like, brought them in and, like, vaccinated them or whatever and... They said they cleaned them up a little bit and then you can't really like pet them or anything. So, oh, great. Obviously, great. They, they can't. The pet whole them. fun part of it. But they like put a little tracker on them so they can like see where they're all going and what, what's going on with them and everything. So they can kind of observe the area and get questions to a lot of the answer or answers, answers to a lot of the questions we still have. Mm-hmm. And the animal population is now growing and nature is kind of taking over as in more than kind of, taking over the city. Um, because, you want to know what? There's no people there. I like it. And also, hunting and fishing in this area is illegal, so <laughs> that probably helps too. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what? I like
0: that they have their own little place. Even if they're mutated, that makes me sad, but that's their, that's their town now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, God put the animals here for, for us, but I know what you're saying.
0: I just like the animals. <laughs> That's why I buy them all the time.
1: <laughs> you got a problem, Morgan?
0: I do. I do. I try not to go to pet stores for a reason. So Amazon has helped a lot. <laughs> Morgan. What? Quit doing that. Doing what? Buying, I, said Am- I said Amazon helps a lot. Stuff. I know, I know, I go, I buy my pet stuff on Amazon so I don't go to the store and see sad (laughs)
1: animals. (laughs) I thought you meant you were looking at things and buying things on Amazon. No, no, no,
0: no. I did buy, um, I technically, I bought insects, but they're for Pepe, so.
1: (laughs) Just my bearded dragon.
0: I don't know if I've ever brought him up, but yeah.
1: Dead. Gross. Wait, are they alive or dead? They're alive. (gasps) Grosser!
0: Yeah, I bought, uh, fuck cockroaches and baby cockroaches and, um, super worms. They're Disgusting. just like giant wax worms. So the more, you know,
1: well, that was Chernobyl.
0: <laughs> no, that was good. I didn't know a lot of that. So it was, I like, I knew about it, but it was good to get a backstory on everything. So.
1: Also, thank you again, Brian, for proofreading my sciencey stuff. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Brian.
1: If you listen. Otherwise, Lexi, tell them I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, that is all I got.
0: That's all I got, kiddos, milkers. That sounded weird both ways. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it. Uh, I think that deserves a good bye. bye.